good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. The question today is, what do you do when you feel overwhelmed? When I become overwhelmed, I really do. I have to go to the Lord in prayer. There's often times when you're feeling wearied or like when you're trying to sleep and it's just like you just can't get to sleep because the trouble keeps rotating around in your mind. And and that's the time when I just have to get out the bed and hit my knees and begin to pray to the Lord and ask him to help. And I'm telling you that when I'm praying to the Lord and before it's over, I'm able to get up and go to sleep. And it's the same thing whether you, you know, whatever you're going through is that if you begin to pray, put God first and ask him and pour out your heart before the Lord that you would find that he will give you that peace. So what he wants you to do is to come to him and pray. And in exchange, he'll give you peace. Amen. Thank you for your question. And we're going to talk about in my distress. There are several places in the scripture that, that talk about uh, the distress of the people of God. Psalms 18 and verse 6. But I'm going to start at verse 1 because the psalmist begins with a wonderful praise unto God. It says, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. But verse 6 says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was angry. Hmm. Amen. And Psalms eighteen six from the message version, it says, a hostile world, I call to God. I cry to God to help me. From his palace, he hears my call. My cry brings me right into his presence, a private audience. 
Isn't that something that God gives us a private audience and he really does because he bids us to come unto the throne of grace that we might obtain help and find mercy and help in time of need. He gives us a private audience. I, I just love it because you can't hardly get in the presence of the mayor or the governor or the president or the Pope, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has bid you come into the holy of holies and he gives us a private audience in times of distress and it doesn't you know you don't have to pay your way into the presence of God because if that were true only the elitist of the elite could make it in would have enough money to get in but none of your money can buy you access none of your prestige none Mm. of your pedigree can get you access but all you need to come before God is a contrite spirit and a desire to seek his face and when you come you don't have to be on cloud nine Mm -hmm. everything doesn't have to be wonderful you can be angry in distress in despair whatever your condition is he bids you come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden He says, take his yoke upon you, learn of him, exchange his yoke for yours, his burden for yours. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. And that's what we're talking about is in my distress. Distress is not something that we would want to be in. It's not a desired state of mind, but it is something that all of us, all of us that are alive can testify that we have had time of distress in our life, times of turmoil in our life. Distress is that unhappiness or pain, that suffering that affects our mind or body. It's those difficult situations. It's that extreme anguish, that calamity, that misery, that state of danger. We all have been there in times of distress. And you know, what I like about this is, is that God, it, it says in one in the Bible, it says that he was touched with our infirmities. Mm. And it means that he has experienced the things that we are going through, whether it's through suffering, whether we're angry because something happened and we thought maybe God didn't come through. It doesn't matter what it is, is that he's been touched with our infirmity. You know, it's one thing you can go to a person, you try to explain to them, you know, what you're going through. And because they haven't gone through it, they have no idea. They just don't have that sympathy or compassion. compassion. towards you. They're just saying, oh yeah, I understand. Everything's going to be all right. Just continue to pray. But when you go to someone who's been through that same situation or something very similar, that person is going to pay attention and that person is going to have that compassion that you need in order to for them to minister to you. And that's what he's saying. He says, I've been touched with your infirmity. I already know what it feels like. I already know what you've gone through. That's the reason why he tells us to come boldly before his throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. He said, because he knows what we are going through and therefore he can stop and he'll listen. And not only that, but he'll give us the answer or he'll comfort us that would give us the grace to go through that which we're facing. Because the Bible says of Jesus that he was in all points tempted like we are, but yet without sin. He has endured all 
all of that you go through and he has come out with the total victory. Mm-hmm. He has come out with the total victory. He has not succumbed to any of it in his humanity. Well, he's God, but in his humanity, he suffered and endured and he was able to be victorious over all that he endured. He was tempted in light in all points like we are yet without sin. So there's that empathy. There's that compassion. There's his ability to say, come unto me. There's sometimes you go to people and you have a situation and you can tell just by their very response that they have never gone through anything like what you're dealing with. When you tell them, you pour out your heart unto them and it is something that is tearing your very fabric of your heart apart, something that's robbing you of your sleep. And they say, oh, you going to be all, don't worry about it. It ain't, that's not that difficult. You know, right then and there, they have never experienced the likes of what you're going through because if they had they wouldn't belittle your situation they wouldn't dismiss your calamity your pain your frustration but when you have been through what other people are enduring you have the empathy and you you can share with them how God is able to bring you out and how God will carry you through in my distress and you know Psalms 18 is a psalm of David and it is after he has already been through and come out. That's why you see the Psalm beginning at verse one. That's why you see the Psalm starting out with a thunderous praise unto God. I mean, you see him worshiping him saying, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock. And I mean, he goes on in verse two. He said, the Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my God. He is my strength. I put my trust in him. He is my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and he is my high tower. When you have been delivered by the power of God, when you have been rescued from the brink of despair, when no one else could save you, but the Lord came in and snatched you from the clutches of death, you know for sure that God is your rock and God is your fortress and God is your deliverer and he is your God and your strength and All of your trust and hope and confidence should be in the Lord. And in verse three, it says, I called upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And so shall I be saved from my enemies. You know, that comes from a person that is very confident in God. It comes from a person that hasn't been saved one time, but they've been saved one time, two times, three, many times, many times. And they recognize that when they're in distress, you know, when I look at the word distress to me, now this is just my own interpretation. And because I felt distressed before, but it's like, the, the situation is stretching you. I mean, mm. it is stretching you to what you feel to the edge of yourself. You can't take it no more. You can't tolerate. You you are distressed. You're almost like you're wringing your hands. You just don't know what to do. And he's saying, listen, when I am in distress and there's a scripture that says, I will go to the rock that's higher than I. That rock is Jesus. And that's what he's talking about is to go to God. That's why he said, I cried out to the Lord. Now that crying out could be tears. That crying out could be shouting. That crying out can be mourning. Mourning. It could be anything. But when you cry out to God, the the thing about it is that He does. He hears you. 
And, and you know, he said, I call upon the Lord who, who is worthy to be praised. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong, strong tower yes. and the righteous can run into it and be saved. Yes. When you call upon the name of the Lord, there is no name like the name of Jesus. No sweeter name I know. Just the very mention of his name causes hell to tremble, causes demons to flee, backs up death, overturns sickness, that's the very mention of his name. When you call upon the name of the Lord, he is worthy to be praised, but you will be saved from your enemies. You will be saved from your dilemma, saved and rescued from whatever it is you're going through. If you don't believe me, try him for yourself. The next time you find yourself in the clutches of despair, call on the name of Jesus. You keep calling on people that can't help you. You keep calling on people that have never been able to get you out of your situation. Try Jesus. Won't you call on the name of the Lord? There is no name like the precious name of Jesus. No sweeter name I know. If you find yourself in trouble, call on the name of Jesus. My God, when you talk about distresses, even the psalmist here, he compared the distresses as sorrows of death when they mm. encompass me. I mean, when you get to the point when you're stressed out to that point, when it feels like death is all around you, and he says the flood of ungodly men made me afraid. I mean, situation after situation was encompassing him. I mean, from the point of him feeling that death was upon him to the point there were people that were talking about him and making him afraid. He says, and then the sorrows of hell compassed me about. Oh my God. And he says, the snares of death prevented me. I mean, he was really stressed in the situation. I don't know exactly what he was going through. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know that you are being pressed. You're pressed to the point where you're being stretched and you don't know what to do. And here's an example in Psalm 18. He said, I called upon the Lord. And you know, in the message Bible, those verses say the hangman's noose was tight at my throat and devil waters rushed over me. Hell's ropes cinched me tight and death traps barred every exit. I was in for sudden disaster. Calamity was a Upon me, death was imminent, but then I called upon the only God that I know, yes. and he delivered me. I'm telling you, there comes a time in your life when you reach a point in your life when you realize that everything you've been trying has failed, and you need to try the only God that can deliver you, the only God that can save you. There's a time when you will cry out for the help of the Lord, and God himself will rush to your rescue. You need to cry out for the help of God. Sometimes you just need to say help. When I don't know what to do, when trouble comes my way, help. When I don't understand what's in the master's plan, help me, Lord. When I'm all alone, I just need to say help. Lord, I'm waiting on you. Help.
says help when I don't understand what is in your master's plan and I know sometimes when it seems like you've done all that you could do when you think that you're on the path of God when you know you're on the right path and it just seems like the just things are beginning to encircle you or encompass you it's that time when you say help Lord I need your help and sometimes is you when you know that you're doing the things that God are calling you to do that it is a good thing just to call upon his name and even say Lord you told me to do this Lord you showed me this why am I in distress? And that's what the psalmist was saying. And what you do is you begin to call on the name of the Lord. And, you know, help is the cry, the plea of a desperate man or woman. I mean, when someone is crying out for help, there is a point of desperation, a sound of desperation. You know, when you need help, that you got to cry out like a desperate person. And there is one that comes to you in the Bible. Bible says that all of our help comes from the Lord. And if all of my help comes from the Lord, when I'm in need of help, I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I mean, into each life, some rain will fall. But have you ever been miserable, unhappy, in pain, going through difficulty, affliction or calamity? What do you do in times of distress? How do you handle the calamities of life? How do you deal with the pressures that come your way? Where do you put your hope when you are in trouble? Mm. If you want to experience the victories in God, I mean, the Bible says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. If you want to experience that triumphant Christ, then you got to put your hope and trust in the name of the Lord from him and him only comes your help. So in time, Times of distress, you need to call upon the, the name, name of, of the, the Lord. Lord. You know what? There's two things I'm hearing in the spirit realm. And it says some of you feel that you have been forgotten because you have cried out to the Lord. And it seems like he doesn't hear. It seems like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and coming back down again. And then there's another one who feels that they know they're doing what God is calling them to do and they're still experiencing trouble. It seems like the breakthrough is not coming as fast as they as you want it to come. But I've come to tell you that God is hearing your prayers and that he has not given up on you. Yes, you are on the right road. But in this whole thing, he wants you to cry out to him. I remember times when, isn't it something that when you were going through some 
some some situations and 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 you come through and you begin to share it maybe with one of your parents and they'll say how come you didn't come to me Mm. and say something to me about it I, I could have helped you how come you didn't just say something and you know they're saying it with they, they really want to help you out I mean they they really would have helped you out if you had told them but what we do is like we hold it in and not share it and that's what God is saying just come to me All mm. I want you to do is just come to me I hear you I see the situation you're in I see the difficult you're trying to handle it yourself and it's not going to work by your own means just come to me and I can just see him standing there and saying just come just come he said come boldly before the throne matter of fact in in the bible it says to come you know and reason with me Mm. come when we read the the first part of he said i'll give you a private audience if you just come and so I, I just believe that that's what in two areas, one, you feel that God has forgotten you. And the second area is that, you know, you're doing what God has called you to do, but you are experiencing distress. He's saying, just come, just come. And everything you need, you find in him. All of your help comes from him, but you do need to come to him. You remember the prodigal son, everything he needed was in his father's house and in his father's ability to restore and to give him everything he needed but he had to come to himself get up out of the pig pen and come back to his father everything he needed was there but his father was waiting on him to come to him you need to come to God everything you need is in the master's hand it's within his power to restore you to heal you to deliver you to bring you out but you need to come unto him just as you are I mean I know the prodigal son had wished he could have washed up before he come to his father, but he didn't have anywhere to wash up, anywhere to get clean. You think you want to get clean before you come to God. Mm. You want to wash the stench of your sin off before you come. He is the one that washes your sins away. There is nowhere for you to get clean before you come to him. Come as you are. Your stench does not offend him. Come as you are. He accepts you just as you are. And then he'll wash you from the inside out. He'll change your filthy robe for a garments of pure white. But come unto him, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and he will give you rest in times of distress. Oh, my God. Isn't that an ensuring word that I will give you rest? And even as you were talking, I'm thinking about Joshua when Moses had died. And it was now his time to take up the mantle and bring the children of Israel into the promised land. But I believe it may have been three times when he told him, he says, be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to the law. And the word of the Lord came to Joshua and said, be strong and of good courage for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto thy fathers to give them. I mean, he came to Joshua because he knew the battles that he was getting ready to face was going to be intense but he said don't you fear he says I'm going to be with you don't be discouraged don't be dismayed I'm going to be with you and you who have followed along with the Lord you who have been obeying the voice of the Lord and you find yourself in this point of distress be strong and of good courage because what God has put in you you're going to bring somebody out 
of the darkness. You're going to bring someone out of their distress. You're going to lead them into the inheritance in which God has, has purposed from them before the foundation of the world was ever laid. I'm telling you, God is using you. It's going to use you in a great and mighty way. And that sometimes is the reason why the distress becomes so hard to bear at times, because there is a load that you're carrying. But the thing is, is that you can't carry it all by yourself. That's why you got to call out to the Lord. And here's the good news as we close. The good news is when you cry out unto God in mm. times of distress, he gives you a private audience in his holy presence. And not only does he give you a private audience, he puts everybody out. His attention is focused <laughs> on you. He's listening to you attentively. Yes. You have his full attention. And when he hears what it is, you have to say the pain in your heart the sorrow that you are enduring, just like he responded to David in Psalms 18, so shall he respond to you. The Bible says in verse 7, then the earth shook and quaked and the foundations of the mountains trembled. They were shaken because God was indignant and angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and fire from his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens and came down and thick darkness was under his feet. He rode upon the cherub and flew. He sped on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, his pavilion around him. In other words, when God gives ear to your cry, when he hears the anxiousness and the anxiety in your heart, he's going to shake the heavens and stop the earth to come down and tend to you. He is going to deliver you. He yes. is going to see about yes. you. God is going to take care of you in times of distress. Cry out unto God and God will deliver you. Dear Lord, we thank you right now for your word that has gone forth. We pray that this word would be that word that will strengthen them, oh God, those who hear, those who have been in distress, those who've been crying out, dear Father God, those who've been staying on the path. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to, to strengthen them. I pray that God, that they will take your word and come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. I pray that God, that they will understand that you have been through what they're going through. You've been through it just so that you could deliver them out of it. Father, we thank you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We are your children and you love us so that you would come and move heaven and hell, dear Father, to come see about your children. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I need your help. I Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.